If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. Welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold. And I am the mission specialist, uh, mission specialist because I don't fly the rockets. I just make sure that the trip gets accomplished. Today, you know, we'd, and before I get into today, I'd, I always want to mention that uh, it's something of a, a a mystery of of purpose to me sometimes uh, where, where our purpose is, and I, I know how difficult it can be. To, um, to to not know what your purpose is, and and I know what a what a great joy it is to to find that purpose, and to live it. And at Bravehearts Radio, we we are at our best when we are helping others to find their purpose and and to live that purpose. Uh, today, going with our theme of purpose and peace. For the summer Bravehearts radio theme, I have as uh, my guest Tabitha Jane. Uh, Tabitha is the founder and creator of Earth Self. Uh, I hope I got that right. I'm not overstepping that. And uh, just had uh, had some great conversations in the past and wanted to welcome you to, to the show. Thank you for joining me today, Tabitha. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation and to see what emerges, Brian. Well... You know, when when I when I set up an introduction for a, for a guest, I, I might I might talk about the um, the hundreds of leaders that you've trained, the the, the uh, hundreds and into the thousands of coaches that you've uh, that you've trained and worked with, and the uh, the hundreds of seminars or podcasts that you've done in the past. But the thing that that struck me as as really uh, uh, most interesting from your, um, your your resume was the um, the idea that you have merged uh, uh, well, nature uh, awareness with uh, with coaching and uh, the international co- and, and it, uh, have emerged as a as a, a leader and creator for the International Coach Federation in that field. Well, I've, I've, slight correction there. I'm about to get the coach training program that I've uh, developed okay. accredited by the International Coach Federation, but. Uh, to say that I uh, have emerged as a, a leader in the field of merging nature connection, earth connection, as it's it's evolved into into coaching, is something that I have been um, working on for the last decade, and it's it's interesting to be at a stage where it is being recognised, and uh, more and more people want to know about it, experience it, and work with it because we really are. Um, rediscovering our relationship and our connection with the earth and what that means to to engage with the natural world around us mm-hmm. well and, and i know this this comes up for me regularly it came up again yesterday and i i used the um uh the uh, uh the advice uh if you know if you if you feel stressed spend an hour in nature Mm-hmm. But if you feel very stressed, spend the whole day. And I don't know where that comes from, but it's something that I've taken to heart, and it's it's so true. Mm-hmm. And and I, I've thought, you know, when when we first met, I in listening to you describe your uh, your your coaching philosophy and the and the program and how it works. I thought that's going to be big mm. because it just it really makes so much sense to me. And I think people are are becoming ready for this. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting because, I mean, research shows that in the US and the UK that most people spend, I think it's about 90% of the time indoors, um, which is a, a huge shift. You know, if we go back into our history as humans where we've been far more embedded in the earth and spending time in a natural environment, and especially with COVID um, putting mm-hmm. us into lockdown, a lot of people, especially in Scotland and around other parts of mm-hmm. the world, are rediscovering what it is to engage with nature and those benefits um and it's it it surprises me in a way that we've become so disconnected and alienated from our roots brian that we need to rediscover Mm -hmm. that relationship that we've got um 
but yeah, I do think it is going to be big. Um, I I see the the interest, the traction growing, and especially um, as we're becoming more aware of the changing climate and implications within life and business that we make need to make some serious changes to the way that we live and do business. Um, people are looking for solutions and. The way that I look at it is, you know, we don't really need to be saving the earth. What we need to do is let the earth save us, return to that relationship and that connection and let the intelligence that flows through life guide us um, as, as it's it's done in the past and as it still does. You know, a forest knows how to live in harmony with its within its ecosystem. Um, so how do how do we return to that harmony and create that harmony? And, and what better way to learn from intelligence that's been creating life for billions of years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I understand that during COVID, there, there was some times when, um, when air quality was showing dramatic improvements. I remember seeing pictures of, of places and people said, we, we didn't know there were mountains here or we'd never seen them before. Yeah. Yeah, there was that. And there's there's kind of a paradox because what what COVID has done is shown us is what's possible when we make rapid changes, just how quickly the environment can regenerate. And I think the, the, the paradox is that we've had that brief interlude, that moment of showing us what's possible, but we're quickly returning to the way that we existed before. And there's this challenge of, well, people use the language new normal or build back better, but it's like, well, how do we just redefine our lives? Um, Mm -hmm. I know it's not the same for everybody. Um, COVID has created a lot of stress, a lot of chaos for so many people. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there have been other people who are rediscovering a a different meaning of life, a, a different way that's slower, that's more simpler. And it is inspiring people to go, what can I do differently and how can I continue to make changes? Yeah. Well, and I, I describe uh, the uh, the relationships that have been built and developed over the last year as the tail side of the COVID coin. Because we know that there was, there was a, you know, a great deal of suffering for many people in many ways. Uh, that, that, was, that was the face of COVID. But the, the tail side of the coin, which, which is, is part of the same thing, uh, was that uh, people that never would have met, like you and I, uh, were, were, were brought together uh, on this, uh, on this uh, technological platform that allows us to have conversations. And, um, and I, ju- I just see there's a, the, the tail side is, is something that, that has uh, some very, very positive, powerful future ramifications for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we we are learning how to, to live differently. And I think this for me is the attraction because something that surprises people when I talk about the, the, the Earth Connected coaching that I do is that most of it's done online. And mm-hmm. people struggle to get their head around that and go, but, but wait a minute, do you not need to be outside in nature? And it's like, well, there are ways to bring nature into the conversations online. So when lockdown happened, um, I'd already been doing work online for decades and discovering how powerful it is to have meaningful conversations with people around the world and build relationships with people that I'd never met in the flesh and people are slowly stepping into this space and learning and adapting and you know it's not that it's it's worse being online and connecting it's it's just different and when you learn Mm. how to have facilitate those connections but it's it's not going to go away. I mean, more and more people are going to make a shift to remote working, whether we like it or not. And how do we how do we adapt and accommodate that? And the plus side is that when we are then embedded in place, we we get to spend more time outside in our environment. And I've I've had a few people say to me, you know, I've never spent so much time in the place where I live, sitting out in mm-hmm. my garden and just to see how the garden changes. There's always something new to discover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fascinating. Well, I, I'm going to get right back into that when we come back from our break. But uh, going to our our first break and stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 seconds after these very important messages from our sponsors. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. 
Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Brave Hearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist because... It's your parade. I just help make sure you're in it. Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, if you go to my LinkedIn page, you, you will uh, perhaps get that uh, your parade reference. Because as the mission specialist, uh, I, I put the picture of the Apollo 11 astronauts parade in New York City in uh, September of 1969. Uh, on on my uh, on my LinkedIn profile, and I thought, um, you know, it's your parade. I just help make sure you're in it. Um, I I don't fly the rockets. I, I I like being that wingman, that um, that supporter that helps uh, good ideas be launched. And you know, in Tabitha Jane, my uh, my guest today, the uh, um, developer, c- creator of EarthSelf. Uh, when I, uh, uh, how did that come about, and uh, where are you going with uh, with EarthSelf? It's it's such an exciting concept. It is, and when I first came across coaching, I knew I wanted to integrate nature into it, and I couldn't find any training programs to do that. So I started simultaneously studying um, to be a coach and also did a master's in applied eco-psychology, quite simply because my own experiences in nature um, as a child and then after the death of my brother when I was 22 just showed me that there was something powerful that happened when we spend a lot of time in nature. Going back to the quote that you said, if we spend, you know, if we're really stressed, spend a whole day in a natural environment and see what happens. And I had started building a business around this. Um, And then in 2014, um, I came up with the nature process, which is a a way what was happening with my clients when they went and deepened their connection to nature. And I partnered with uh, a non-profit organisation called Tree Sisters, um, which is a combination of um, empowering feminine leadership and reforesting the tropics. And the the idea was really simple. I wanted to launch this programme and give them 100% of the proceeds, not the profit, the proceeds, um, simply because that's what my inner voice said when I was spending time in nature. But also I, I wanted to, to find a way to demonstrate the link that when we spend time in nature and receive benefits from um, our relationship, our connection to nature, our relationship with the earth, it has a positive impact on the earth itself. And I launched this programme um, over the course of two years, raised, um, I think, about £16,000, which in US dollars, that's probably about $22,000. And I thought, wow, this this was easy. I want to do something that's more challenging. And how do I really take this notion of bringing the earth into my business as the primary stakeholder? I mean, if you ask the earth what it wants, what would it say? And for me, reflecting on that question, the earth would say, I want to be acknowledged, honoured, respected in all human processes, um, i.e. that main stakeholder. 
So I decided to set up a business because what I discovered through my own connection with nature is that the deeper that I went into that connection with nature, I developed a relationship with the earth and had a, you know, one of those weird mystical experiences that you could say I became the earth itself, hence the the name of the company. So I, I, I wanted to set up a business consciously, deliberately built from that connection and figure out a way to turn it into a sustainable business. I mean, I'm I'm a great believer that we have to walk the walk or walk the talk. So we can't talk or I can't talk um, about having a relationship with the earth and saying that it's the most important thing if I'm not discovering how to weave it into all aspects of my business. So that was the original intention with um, Earth Self. And where I'm, I'm going with Earth Self is, well, what will it take to grow this and scale this and turn it into a business that quite simply, um, the more profit we make, the more the earth benefits. So it's a really simple concept. And, you know, there's so much talk just now, Brian, of how focusing only on profit is bad. And I don't think that's right. I think if we have our businesses set up properly, where we're actually accounting for the, the resources that we're receiving from the earth correctly, then when we make profit, we are then able to actually say we can do business on behalf of the earth. And that's really what I want to to demonstrate with an earth self. Um, and one of the things that we've just recently done is to, to set earth self up as a community interest company, which means that a maximum of 35% of our profits go to our shareholders. The rest has to be reinvested back in the business. And we are working to develop a clear strategy to to really show the power of this relationship. When you receive coaching, coaching is a powerful tool in itself, integrated with Earth Connection, which um, as a tangent of developing Earth Self, you know, I went back to university, did a second master's, created an emerging field of research around Earth Connection as I kind of explored it and understood what that was. And yeah, I simply want to show that when we are connected to the earth and in a reciprocal relationship with the earth, we benefit and the earth benefits as well. And that's really the the underlying mission that is behind earth self, because I think there is so much confusion and loss of hope and fear for the future with so many of the challenges that we're facing in today's world. And I think what we need are, are sources of inspiration and positivity that can show us that there is a path and also people who've been walking this path. Um, so that's that's kind of my main motivation. I, I want to do the work, roll up my sleeves and, and show that there is a pathway to a, a sustainable world, a better world, whatever language that you want to do, a world where, for me, humanity lives in harmony with the earth. You know the the community interest company is uh, it's like what uh, what what I refer to as a social enterprise, mm-hmm. uh, I suppose. And uh, yes. you know the the uh, uh, we just com- concluded the spring theme of uh, purpose and the social enterprise on Bravehearts Radio, um, and it, it doesn't mean that we don't roll into uh, the the, uh, the the summer summer theme of purpose and peace and and say you know what these things are really closely connected. Um, because you know the the uh, the simplest uh, definition of a social enterprise that that I had was a business that exists for reasons other than the quarterly bottom line, mm-hmm. and yes. um, you know that that's the the fixation on profit and you know how are we going to look to our to our our shareholders um, that that has um, I, I dare say plagued business. Uh, in the past, but somebody came up with this idea, and they said they said it's really it's really three things: people, planet, then profits. Yes. And uh, you 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 keep these things in harmony, and um, mindfulness of that is uh, is is such well, mindfulness of 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 mindfulness is is such an important factor. But mindfulness of that people, planet, and profit is such an important aspect of of this. That's that's got to be a big part of what you do. Yes. Yeah. And I completely agree. And that triple bottom line is really challenging to implement and weigh up the decisions of how should we actually take into consideration the planet, the people, and what does that then mean for profit? But I do believe that profit can coexist 
alongside both mm-hmm. people and planet if it's done in the in the correct way. And there's yeah. just so many people who are doing this. Um, yeah. Small companies, big companies, that it's it's an exciting time to be alive, even though it, it seems that there are so many challenges. There are so yeah. many people um, committed to a purpose um, mm-hmm. bigger than themselves. Well, in in the uh, you know, I, I said you know, when when we first started talking about this and first met, this is going to be big. This is going to this is going to be so so big, so so influential because there was a statistic that I remember reading that eighty seven percent of young people, uh, college graduates, a couple of years ago, eighty seven percent said that going to work for a company that didn't share their values was a deal breaker. And and I thought, man, these people are not sticking around for the gold watch anymore. And uh, there there's a, there is a, a sense of abundance in our world that says I I am I am not going to work for someone that that doesn't share my values. And uh, and young people, uh, you know, the, the uh, uh, from from one manner of perspective, just about everybody's younger than I am, you know. So I can say everyone's a young person, right? <laughs> Uh, but uh, they're the decision makers, and um, uh, and 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 that's the way the world is trending. Yeah, it is, and I think the the paradox and the converse side for that is not only do we have young people who are saying I I, I want my values represented, the paradox is, and we are also emerging into a, a crisis around mental health, where stress, anxiety, and depression mm. are on the rise, and oh yeah, nature is such a powerful tool to combat that. And knowing that some of the stress and anxiety and depression is actually created through the the, the thoughts of what we're potentially doing to the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, for me it's 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 that powerful way of how do we how do we improve well being at the same time that yeah. um, we're also helping people find their own purpose. You know, and that's yeah. that's yeah. something that's that's really interesting for me. How how can people um, find their purpose, but embrace their purpose, and then come together for a collective purpose? You know, I, that is, is something of very interest, or very interesting for me as I look at how I am going to grow and scale Earth self over the next decade. Yeah, that co- yeah, having a collective purpose—that's a—that's a great um, aspect of it because um, we each have our own individual purpose, and part of that might be inspiring others, or it might be the um, uh, something that that involves uh, working with people. Part of it might be you know, work that we do on our own. Um, but um, oh, how, how would uh, people connect with you? Earthself dot dot org. Dot org, yeah. dot org. It's uh, that's uh, I'd like to have simple, uh, simple to find websites. You know, earthself.org. Uh, we've got uh, Tabitha Jane. The, she's the the founder, the creator of earthself.org. Uh, with me here on Bravehearts Radio, we're going to take another break, and um, you can uh, support uh, the Bravehearts for Kids uh, pediatric cancer organization. Uh, for uh, as little as twenty dollars, helps um, um, helps bring a banner to a to a child that um, is suffering from cancer. Um, so listen up to these messages. We will be back again on the other side of sixty seconds after these great messages from our sponsors. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. 
Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist because I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. And uh, well, speaking of trips, we're going to uh, Peru in December, December 12th through the 18th. We'll be at uh, Catalina. That's Daniel Gutierrez's uh, retreat center in the Sacred Valley of the Incas. In a long time, I've had a dream of having a um, retreat where thought leaders from around the world gather. And uh, in my original vision, uh, this place had a red tiled roof. Now, the first time I saw Daniel's uh, Daniel's place, I thought, "Oh my God, it's got a red tiled roof. That must be the place." And uh, since uh, since last year, I've been to uh, six of the uh, virtual retreats, and um, uh, looking forward to being there live for the first one. Um, coming up in uh, in in December this year. Um, I also like to you know coming into the third segment say a, a, a word about the National Day Calendar nationaldaycalendar.com is one of the great sponsors of the Bravehearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Organization always sponsoring National Bravehearts Day on April 28th. And this year there's something kind of special coming up in September uh, September 10th through the 14th will be the uh, Celebration Nation event in uh, Las Vegas, and uh, I will be hosting and uh, as the MC of the event, uh, and uh, also doing some some writing now for the National Day Calendar Daily podcast. Having a great time with that because uh, we do a, a hero of the day, and and looking forward to launching that too. But uh, NationalDayCalendar.org, you can find out about the um, the the national. Uh, the uh, Celebration Nation event. And with uh, Tabitha Jane from, you know, if you haven't picked this up, Tabitha is from Scotland. So, you know, if I, if I mention National Day Calendar, uh, you know, there, there's got to be some Scottish National Days that uh, here in the U.S. we don't, uh, we don't recognize. You know, when, when people say Bravehearts, they, the people are, oh, I, I know Bravehearts. You know, they, 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 think they, they think they know something about Scottish history now, right? <laughs> Yes, I, I like it. So what, what would be probably the most... So there's two days in Scotland um, that I think would be of most interest. So the first is January 25th, which is Burns Day. We have a poem, our poet, Robbie Burns. Um, so if you're familiar with Old Lang Syne, um, because mm-hmm. it is sung around the world for New Year, that is our famous um, Scots poet, Robbie Burns, um, who was alive in the 18th century. So we we celebrate Burns Day by having a Burns Supper, which means we uh, have haggis, which I love it, is is actually illegal to import into the US because it contains um, sheep offal, Um, Mm -hmm. but remarkably tasty. And then the other date that I think is probably of interest is the 30th of November, which is St Andrew's Day. So our saint, Mm. our our national patron of Scotland is St Andrew's. Well, very good. Uh, now, St. Andrews uh, sounds like uh, they honored him by, uh, you know, building a great golf course for him. And, uh, <laughs> um, and I, I, somehow I was thinking Rob Roy was, uh, was, was uh, pretty significant. Yes, um, Rob Roy McGregor was an um, outlaw or a um, hero, depending on, on which perspective. Um, which side you're on. <laughs> which, which side you're on. Um, but there is, a, there is a lot of Scots history where we uh, traditionally liked to uh, fight against the English. And Rob mm. Roy McGregor was one of um, those um, people who did fight against um, the established rule. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and I have enjoyed haggis. Um, uh, I risk the uh, mispronouncing the restaurant, Bel- Bel- Belmoral? Belmoral, yes. Uh, Belmoral, yeah, Belmoral restaurant in uh, uh, suburban Chicago. Really a good place. And uh, went there, and they, they, had, uh, they had homemade haggis. And, you know, it's sausage. You know, I've made sausage. You know, it's like they say two things you should never watch being done is making sausage and legislation. <laughs> uh, and uh, for the same reason, you know. <laughs> so my guest today on Bravehearts Radio, Tabitha Jane. Tabitha is the, um, uh, the, the creator of EarthSelf, EarthSelf.org. Uh, um, you know, going into uh, going into a couple of breaks ago, we were talking about uh, gardens and seeing what emerges. And you know, we just moved um, in March this year, so we're in a in a in a new house. Well, it's a new new to us. The house is a hundred years old. The trees are a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. And walking around the neighborhood, it's like, oh my. God, look at that one! You know that these two hundred year old oak trees and sycamores and um, uh, you know the trees that I, I haven't figured. I got an Audubon book on on trees, so I can figure out who, who are you, you know. And uh, um, but we just just decided. I don't know what's coming up in the garden, in the yard, and all the green that's coming up. And it's like, oh, there's some tulips over there, and it's, it's exciting to see this happen and, and to see these these things emerge. And I have no plans for for making changes there um but it's a it's just fun to watch what emerges and i think that's one of the aspects of nature that really everyone appreciates isn't it yeah those who slow down to pay attention and what i mean by that brian is i've had conversations with people who are like i hate coming down this road it's the same thing every day and i'm like wow you're clearly not paying attention because Every day you go out, whether it's into the garden, down a mm-hmm. pathway, there is always something different to see. Um, mm-hmm. I've just recently moved as well, and I've moved to a uh, a little town um, further further north than where I used to live in Scotland called Tillicoutry, which actually means the hill at the back of the country, um, quite close to where William Wallace um, had the Battle of Bannockburn. Um, that was just just down the road towards Stirling, um, so right at the the heart of Scotland. And I am at the foot of the the Ochil Hills, and they are stunning. I see them from my kitchen window, mm-hmm. and every day they are different. Um, and it's mm-hmm. just incredible um, what you see when you slow down, stop, and and pay attention. And that mm-hmm. you know, Brian, is really important because noticing nature. That's what makes our connection to nature and it helps us to establish it is are we paying attention to what's emerging? Are we seeing mm-hmm. what's in front of our eyes? Um, and it, it, it's, it's so simple. Um, there is research that shows, which is really exciting, that even just 40 seconds of looking at nature, whether it's out your window, going down, taking a breath of fresh air, that is enough to mm. actually help the brain reset so that we can come back yeah. and make better decisions. And it's just incredible. You know, I mean, I I know that when I go and look out the window for for a minute and I come back, I'm, I just feel completely different. Yeah. Well, there, you know, there's even a color I call new life green. Uh, and and I'm sure you can understand what it is when you're, you're looking at the trees and the, the new buds and the, the evergreens, for example. And they've got a, they've got this year's growth on it. It's a little lighter shade of green. It's so clean and mm. fresh call it new life green and, and there's 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 something to that 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 says to to me it's just it's hopeful yeah yeah definitely and you know you talk about the leaves i mean that's that's what i love going for walks and looking at trees and how bright and vivid that new life green is as leaves emerge mm-hmm. and then it settles down and the color matures and it becomes a deeper shade of green and you can tell where you are in this this seasonal mm-hmm. cycle, and then you've got the the leaves turning into beautiful colours as autumn emerges before they then fall to the ground. And it's it is just I think that's one of the most powerful messages of nature that it does bring hope. There is mm-hmm. hope because there are seasons and cycles, and when we are living in harmony with those seasons and cycles, we can we can have hope because nature mm-hmm. knows how to take care of itself. The earth 
has a, a complex ecosystem that, you know, we still don't understand scientifically. We are busy mapping and modeling it, but mm-hmm. how on earth, you know, I, I think about this all the time. The earth is 4.5 billion years old and has had mm-hmm. life existing for 3.8 billion years. And how on earth has it managed to maintain this complex relationships in a state of harmony for life to evolve and grow and continue to to emerge into something new? I mean, that is is just incredible. And that's that's what we are capable of as humans as part of the earth. We we have the hope that we can adapt and evolve and grow in the same way. Well, that you know that adaptability is such an important aspect of it, and in, in, in uh, you know the the uh, uh, survival of the fittest, which was not a term that Darwin himself used. I think someone said you know that, that described uh, Charles Darwin's work, um, but this you know this this the uh, survival of the fittest is is really. Not the biggest, strongest, toughest, meanest, fiercest. It's the most adaptable. Yes. And um, that—that's something. Um, you know, maybe we could talk about that uh, a, a bit more. Um, you know, it's a—it's 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 a big subject. We've got about another minute before the break, but you know, the idea that um, uh, what I what I find is uh, with the um, uh, the the, uh, the climate change. Um, area, mm-hmm. you know, concern. I, I was thinking, you know, debate. I don't know if it's a debate, really, but the idea that it that um, so much of the um, of the energy being expended um, in the in in people arguing and fighting over this um, mm-hmm. is has to do with who's at fault, and then defending themselves you know people def- so you're, you're it's your fault no it's not you know and rather than uh look this is happening how do we adapt mm-hmm. you know that that's um there, there seems to be a lot of a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh spinning wheels or wasted energy there well and, it's, uh, we're, we're, um, we're arguing that, over the fact of did humans cause climate change or not and i don't think that's the right question to even be asking and you know, people come to me and go, "Does it matter that I don't believe in climate change to work with you?" And I'm like, "No." It, you know, it, you know what? And uh, let's let's get into that on the uh, on the next side of the break. Uh, um, uh, Tabitha Jane uh, from Earth Self here on Brave Hearts Radio. Uh, stick with us. We will be back on the other side of sixty seconds after these very important messages from our sponsors. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. 
Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist because I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. My guest today on Bravehearts Radio is Tabitha Jane, the founder creator of EarthSelf, EarthSelf.org. And um, we, we, before the break, we had just gotten into uh, the, uh, the, 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 the topic, you know, great topic for purpose and peace, uh, climate change. And um, who, who's, who's to blame? Uh, and and it's it occurred to me that man that you know all the fighting over who's who's at fault and it, it's like hey look adaptability is the key to survival um, let's focus on that yeah well adaptability is key and the thing is we've got there's so much tendency to romanticize the way that we were in the past but when we look at some of the evidence it shows that we were consuming resources without awareness of the the damage that we were doing to ecosystems and whales whales um yeah. yeah i mean we use natural resources and that is a fact yeah. of life we can't exist and there is a dance within everything um mm-hmm. resources are exchanged and for me it's 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 just such an ineffective argument over um do you believe in climate change or not? I mean, that for me mm-hmm. is not the, the right question to be asking. It's like, how do we adapt and live in peace within our environment so that we are mm-hmm. living in harmony? And the bizarre thing is, you know, there are people who can talk about being sustainable and doing sustainable mm-hmm. practices and yet have a really high carbon footprint. And then there can be people like my granny who would never have understood sustainability, not even being interested in the topic. And yet my granny was one of the most connected, sustainable people I knew because she was happy with what she had and she wasn't Mm. into consuming and that cycle of let's buy stuff to make ourselves feel better. And when it comes to, if we really look at what's going on, if we are part of the earth and have a connection to the earth, then how we are feeling inside is reflected outside. And what we're seeing is, mm-hmm. um, we talked about it earlier on, stress, depression, anxiety is on the increase. And the world in which we are living is also um, stressed, depressed and anxious. So mm-hmm. maybe the real question that we need to be asking, going back to exactly what I've said in the philosophy of Earth self, we don't we don't need to save the Earth. We need to let the Earth save us. How do we step into that relationship to receive the benefits of spending time in natural environments? Because the the simple truth is that when we love nature and appreciate it, we want to take care of it. So mm-hmm. that that for me is the, the key approach in terms of how I approach everything that I do. How how can you feel better? Because when you feel better, then the way that you act and engage within the world changes too. And and so you're you're training coaches. Yes. And um and uh, uh training training coaches to um to to help people engage in the environment, feel better, be better, uh, work better with others. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's integrated into the coaching approach. So it's it's looking at how do you integrate well-being and sustainability into coaching so that mm-hmm. you are tapping into these benefits. Nature, um, and some people are horrified when I say it's a tool, but nature is a tool to improve our well-being. How is that embedded into the way that you work? So that, you know, fundamentally we make better decisions when we feel good. So let's mm-hmm. tap into that yeah. and then let's find out how that changes our purpose in the world. Um, you know, you talk about finding your purpose and then maybe it's what happens if we feel better and our purpose finds us and mm. the peace that then comes from being able to follow that path. And that that really is what um, training coaches and, and, and working with organisations around earth-connected coaching and training yeah. um, is all about. Yeah, you know that uh, when we feel better and our purpose finds us, that's uh, that describes perfectly uh, my experience about uh, twelve years ago when I, I was walking every day for thirteen months, five miles a day, lost seventy pounds, was in the best shape of my life, and um, 
uh, started to hear the voice that said, you know, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? What are you going to do with the rest of your life? And, and then it t- changed to, I expect something from you. And it's this this voice of the genuine mm. that, um, that, uh, that that speaks to us uh, in understanding rather than uh, rather than words yes. that uh, is is that that man that is the that's the voice of purpose and when we hear that when we can understand that and that comes from within it's like oh my god that was in here the whole time you know that that's an exciting uh, that's an exciting part of life yeah definitely and what you speak to is so true I mean part of what I, I did at Earth Self is I interviewed um, people who were running sustainable businesses and had my own podcast for four years, Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I would ask each guest about their favourite memory um, and time yeah. and nature. So you've just shared yours. And what was the impact upon your life? And the overarching theme that emerged from speaking to, I, th- I think, as I started doing a, a data analysis of all the, the interviews, out of 176 interviews with business leaders, um, the clearest theme is that nature gave me more time to think and make better decisions and hear the the flash of inspiration, the flash of purpose that came through. And for many people, um, I, I remember one podcast guest, I, I loved it because he, he shared a beautiful experience about actually been up a mountain and being in a thunderstorm with his daughter and having to shelter between a cliff and you know had then talked Mm. about how he liked to go running and he got his best ideas for work and he got back in touch with me after a few months and said you know Tabitha I never appreciated how much of my insights for the work that I do come through the time that I spend in nature and you really helped clarify that for me and that's that's the gift, you know, and even for those who are geeky with the research is that something happens in our brain after we've been in nature for an hour and a half. Um, there was a guy, um, Gregory, I can't remember his surname out at Stanford University, that discovered that the part of our brain responsible for stress and worrying switches off after spending 90 minutes in a natural environment. And that's when we can hear our creativity, our intuition, that that whisper of that non-verbal language that connects us to something bigger than ourselves. that says, maybe you should do this. Maybe this is your path. How about this? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it it sounds like the results that, that I hear people um, extol meditation for. Um, you, you know, get get the garbage out of your mind. You know, it's hard to hard to imagine having having great creative thoughts. Uh, you know, firing down an eight lane highway at eighty five miles an hour with uh, you know born to run blurring in your on, on your on your radio. You know, it's like that's that's not that's a that's a that's a um, uh, that's an intense experience. But it's probably not a lot of, not a low stress or creative one, right? No, not at all. And you know, it's it's that same thing of even the theme that we're talking about is stress anxiety and depression is increasing in the world mm-hmm. how can we be thinking that the decisions that we are making are the best decisions for ourselves for the people around us and for the earth itself mm-hmm. yeah we you know we, this this past year we've i think many of us have had an opportunity to spend some uh some special time in nature uh, maybe more regularly, and uh, I, I hope that's true for the listeners. Um, uh, you know, you're thinking about the favorite places, and I always say Medora, North Dakota, mm. the Theodore Roosevelt National Park, the Badlands of North Dakota. That's always been my my favorite place to go. And uh, I remember one time being out there it was 117 degrees in uh, in people North Dakota. Yeah, um, at 85 degrees in the morning. And 117 by uh, six o'clock at, in the afternoon. The year before, we were at the same place uh, camping, and in the morning it was 37 degrees. Wow. So, you, you never know. <laughs> but that is that is that is a very special place for me. And a lot of people have uh, have special places like, like that. Is there a, a, a most special place for you? Ooh, do you know something? Every place that I have been that I have been present, awake and engaged with the environment Mm -hmm. around me is special. I mean, there are special places in Scotland, um, special places from when I was living in Ibiza. But do you know something? I think what is so special is where I am right 
now because I am learning about the history, the culture of a new part of Scotland. And I am fascinated about what the earth is teaching me here. You know, for example, this used to be a coal mining area. And I went for a walk 10 minutes away. And here in where the mine has been discontinued, there is a forest now growing on top of this mine. And I'm like, ooh, what? What, what can this teach us about how we can regenerate, revive the earth? And the the hills behind me were created from lava 450 million years ago. Gold and silver were mined in these, these hills. And now they are um, home to wind farms. What, what can I learn, you know, from this place? And there is just something so special about being here now, and engaging with this environment and also having the memories of all the different places, whether it's been the the hills um, in, I think it was Eastern Washington in the US or when I went to mm-hmm. um, Las Vegas and saw the, the surrounding landscape there or the the way that the, the almond trees in February bloomed and carpeted the land in Ibiza where uh-huh. it looked as if it was snow but the sun was in the sky. I mean or standing on top of a mountain in Galicia and letting the mist descend. I mean, all of those moments are so special. And I I think that they all come together to create nature memories and a nature bank that replenish and re-energise me every single step of the way because I am reminded of all of my wonderful experiences in nature simply from being where I am now because there might be a smell of of grass in the air that takes me back to a moment in childhood. And I go, wow, this, this is what it feels like to have the earth come alive. It comes alive through our memories and the the meaning, you know, the, the, the connection we have inside to the place that we're in. Mm-hmm. And the creativity that flows from that. And the creativity that flows from that. Wonderful having you with me on the show today, Tabitha. Mm, thank um, you. Thank you, uh, Bravehearts, for joining us today. Uh, Tabitha Jane, my guest on uh, Bravehearts Radio. Uh, Tabitha is the uh, founder and creator of EarthSelf, earthself.org. Check that out. Uh, remember to join us every Monday at 3 o'clock Central Time. That's, um, was that 9 o'clock in, uh, in Scotland, Tabitha? I think so. Uh, it's yes. about six hour difference there. So, um, but that you know that's the live show. We are also on demand twenty four seven on all the podcast services. So, uh, join us, uh, join us for that too. And remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.